Hey besties, and welcome to the On The Right Track podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I want to first start off by saying I am so grateful you are here. I love you, and thank you for being here. Y'all, it is the first snowfall, and I mean like actual snowfall where they have to count in inches, not just cute little snow flurries, and it is freezing. I think it was three degrees or two degrees last time I checked, but it feels like 13 And just know the day that I'm recording this, the next day, which would be Friday the 23rd, is a high of one degrees. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It's two degrees right now and it feels like negative 19. Lord have mercy. I took Maze out to uh, go to the bathroom, obviously, and she did not like it at all. Her little paws got all cold and I had to carry her, but now she is nice and warm. She's cuddled up with her bone sleeping and she's just, she's so cute. Anyways, in this week's episode, I figured I could do a 2022 recap because this year has been crazy. All sorts of crazy, many highs, many lows, but nonetheless, definitely a year worth of lessons and growing, and I'm very, very excited to take everything that I've learned this year and carry it on into 2023, which is so crazy that it's a little over a week away. Uh, By the time you guys listen to this, it would be less than a week away, but it's just crazy. Like, this time of year goes by so fast. First, it's Halloween, and then all of a sudden, it's a new year, and it's absolutely mind-blowing, but I am really excited. I am one of those people that gets really motivated at the first of the year, but I don't necessarily set New Year's resolutions, um, which I might put out a little episode before the new year to kind of explain what I'm doing and how I kind of plan my year out. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. I'll be honest and tell you that the first half of the year was not very exciting. I mean, it was exciting in many 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 ways there were so many dance competitions and I have been competing since I was five and teaching until I mean I still I don't know why I keep saying teaching until but I still teach now and yeah I am very grateful um because the first half of the year is always dance competitions filled with a lot of them literally from February to like April, May, just depending, and then we have the Nationals in July and their recital in June, so I feel like a lot of what I'm going to talk about in the first half of the year is all dance-related, but let's just go with the flow and just listen in, chime on in. So basically, January to July is all dance. A lot of dance competitions, I'll give you the quick rundown of how they all went, Uh, The very first competition was a lot of fun um, and very exciting too. I'm always excited for the first one because you get to see everything from far away. You get to see everything, how it plays out, make some changes. And yeah, it was a really amazing competition. A lot of my soloists had won special awards. Uh, My large group had won best choreography, which... Dream State has always going to hold a special place in my heart regardless. And then one of my soloists ended up winning the overall high score. Now, I will say before I go any further that back in December, I think, I had made a promise to the kids. I said if I ever won best choreography at any of the competitions, I would get one of the lines from the song tattooed on me. And we all agreed on the line. It's out of the dark days into the brighter nights. And I have the little hands from the album of what Dream State is off of, which it's Brighter Wounds by Sunlux. 
go check them out, but do not become their top listener on Spotify because that is my position, okay? I feel like I would have gotten the tattoo regardless just because of how impactful this song was on not only just me, but the girls as well, and then everybody on the outside as well because the story came across really well every single time. But it's extra special because I had gotten best choreography. All of the other competitions went so, so well. Uh, my duet actually had gotten in like the top three at every single competition. That was another piece that is so, so special to me. But overall, everybody just did such an incredible job from the very first competition until nationals. Um, at nationals, actually, my my man, my homeboy, Jack, he had improved so much this year. It was almost it was almost unbelievable but the amount of work he has put into everything it really showed and he had missed his crystal because that competition like at nationals I mean the highest that you can get is a crystal and he missed it by like 0.5 or 0.15 or just something very very close to where I was like no he was so so close but again like just an incredible job this specific nationals also does this uh, America Love Stance kind of showdown thing and I had my predictions on what dances could potentially go into the top 10 and um, when none of those dances were getting picked I got a little worried because it came down to dream state that was like the very last uh, session besides productions and very last chance for anything to go into the uh, America Loves Dance thingy. When I tell you I was so close to missing the announcement, I literally looked at my mom. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And because productions were about to start and I was like, I have to pee. Like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And they got to like the 10th slot and they said from Denise, and I literally, my mouth opened wide. My mom's like, what, what? Because she didn't hear anything because she was just focused on me as she should be. And I turn around and our name is on the screen. And now I know that 90% of the kids were super excited to do the dance again because they came running off stage. They were happy. They literally were crying. They're like, we're so excited we get to do this again. And I, I was just as excited. I felt so proud. And that video is actually on YouTube. So you can type my name, which is Kayla Vaness, two N's, two S's, and search it on YouTube. It's called Dream State. It's incredible. These girls have worked so fucking hard all fucking year last year literally four hour practices just on this one dance it was so special and so incredible because it was the last time I was seeing half of them and that is sad (laughs) I will try my hardest to not make this episode about dance but I can't make any guarantees I've had a few major life events happen this year and I'm so, so fucking grateful for everything. First major life event is I moved 1400 miles away from my friends and family. And we're not going to cover why I did that because I cover it in probably a different episode. And we don't care about that reason. 
because I wanted to get out of Florida so badly and just change, get a change of scenery and change my environment and see what is out there for me elsewhere because Florida literally felt like a room. I felt like I was stuck in this room, not really going anywhere in life, just kind of doing the same old, same old. Come to find out, I move here. I break up with Jolly Rancher and am now currently living my absolute best life. I'm not going to say that I live a picture perfect life because I'm human. We're all human. We make mistakes. We do things. We say things. We, you know, we exist. But I will say that I am so grateful for this life that I am living. Since moving to Chicago, I moved into my dream apartment. Seriously, I am obsessed with my apartment. I love it so, so, so much. It's so cozy. I actually low-key cannot wait to take the Christmas decorations down because I forgot what it looked like because I literally moved the last like week of October and I decorate November 1st for Christmas. So I'm excited to see what I can do with it after the holidays. But I moved into my dream apartment. I got promoted at my job, which is so crazy to me still. And it's funny because when someone's like, can I speak to the manager? And I'm like, I am the manager. Hey, bestie. But I'm just so excited. I knew that I wanted to move up with the company and eventually become a store manager. And doing that and completing that within a year of being with the company, one, I feel like is kind of unheard of. And two, just absolutely mind-blowing because they considered me for the role I always like to compare things to dance or theater, and I will say that it's a role. (laughs) But when I had moved up here, my old store manager um, at this location was like, I've heard nothing but great things from your district manager about you, so I'm excited to see how you perform up here. And that's kind of what you do at a job is you perform your job. That's not dance term, theater term, that's just real life. And I feel like I kind of had to live up to a standard, but at the same time, I just did what I normally did. And then at the end of September, I think, I got promoted to store manager, and now I have my own little store. We've literally been kicking ass. We're like the underdogs of the district, and we've been kicking ass, so it's nice to turn, like, the underdog to, like, a top dog, which, I mean, we're still not at the top, but we're working our way up there, and people now know us, they know about us, and I want to say that they're scared of us. I'm just kidding. I also get to work alongside one of my best friends and Liz is one of those people that you meet and it's kind of like not awkward at first but people were like oh you two are gonna get along so well so well so well blah 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 and then when we actually like stepped away from those people talking and we actually talked together we've been inseparable since like it's absolutely crazy because how many people can say that they work alongside their best friend? And we're a store manager and assistant store manager, so that makes it even better. Hello, Liz. I know you listen to my podcast. But seriously, no. Becoming a store manager has changed my life significantly. I am a natural-born leader, and I feel very grateful to have been able to step up. Well, one, even be considered for this position, because I know that there's been people that have been with the company a little bit longer, literally living there, living here longer. And so to be considered and to get literally hired right on the spot is incredible. I also, I went on a date back in September. (laughs) And let me tell you, oh my God. I will touch a little bit on this later on, but... Some of the key things that I've learned 
um, since moving really because I feel like again the first half of the year was all about dance uh, which was great and and don't get me wrong like I love the first half of the year I feel like it flies by I feel like this time of the year flies by but when you literally just stop dancing you have all this time in the world and it was weird it was so weird at first but I found time for myself and I've always had like a cute little schedule where I had time for myself aside when I was teaching and working full-time, but now I have so much time, which is most definitely a blessing and a curse, but I have found so many things out about myself that I love so, so much. I found out that I actually love reading. I actually have a goal for 2023 on how many books that I want to read. I love podcasting. This has become one of my favorite things. And I know that I haven't been on a set schedule, but I promise going into the new year, I have time aside to put episodes out every single week. But I love talking. I love getting my energy out in this way. And speaking of getting my energy out, I genuinely love the gym. It's been a love-hate relationship since I was 16, um, from overusing the gym and abusing my gym privileges to not going to the gym at all because I fucking hated it and now I have found that perfect balance and I absolutely love going to the gym and I love going to the gym by myself (laughs) I also really love cooking I always felt like cooking was a chore but now I will just cook randomly and I kind of just throw my own spin on it but I love cooking and I never really thought that I did because it was just the same shit all the time And now I get to make different things because I have a little bit more time. And yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought that I loved cooking? I feel like I always said that I loved cooking, but I would literally just make ground turkey, rice, and green beans all the time. Breakfast now? I'm a whole fucking chef. Gordon Ramsay, move on over. This one might come as a shocker to a lot of you, but I love spending time with my dog. We go on some long-ass walks. It does get really dark here now, kind of early, so we don't go on, like, super long walks anymore. But back over the summer when we had first moved into this apartment, we were taking some long-ass walks. And let me tell you, this dog slept all night, and she still sleeps all night. She's actually... I don't know if you can hear that, but she's sleeping right next to my feet. She's so cute. And I also love journaling, and just writing stuff down and just literally sitting on my couch and doing absolutely nothing it is so nice to finally have a balance in my life and I always felt like I had balance but now that I have like a balance between just work and then being at home it's it's like a whole world of a difference and it took a lot I feel like I was missing out on so much and I was always sad because I was like oh my gosh like I'm not going to dance what do I do And now I finally have found that balance. I mean, I talk to most of the girls anyways. And Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey. Hey, bestie. So I'm still talking to them all the time. I just can't physically be with them. But not having dance in my life, other than Zoom on Sunday with Rose, I've found so much about myself that I never thought I would find out. If that makes any sense at all. Okay, so circling back to this date, I feel like a child because I feel so giddy every time I talk about it. Okay, ladies, I'm just going to tell you that sometimes it's best for you to shoot your shot. 
it's 2022, almost 2023. We are powerful bitches. We are powerful queens. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And so to that, I say just shoot your fucking shot. Back in August, when Jolly Rancher and I broke up, I decided to download Bumble and I wasn't going to use Bumble for dating. I just really wanted to make friends in the city and I figured that would be the best way. But then I dabbled on the dating side and I know what you're probably thinking. Oh my God, you use a dating app? Bitch, it's 2022, almost 2023. I can do what I want. I can do as I please. If my mom says it's okay, I can do it. <laughs> so I stumbled across this guy, this man, this hot man. He decided that his nickname for this podcast is going to be The Egyptian just because of how his last name is pronounced, to which I had to tell him about my Egyptian fascination, which is just another thing to add to the list of things that are just kind of in sync with the two of us. The Egyptian has a mustache, and I'm not I'm not very big with mustaches. Beards, I can stand behind. Just mustaches, I'm like, eh, kind of weird. But for some reason, I really liked his. So instead of just saying, hey, like I do for most people that I match with, I said, I'm not really one for mustaches, but I think yours is really cute, or something like that. Now, keep in mind, I don't expect anything to go any further than that, because usually the guy just sounds like a douche, or is a douche, and is like, can I ever snap? And then they just, you know, they're just, they just want sex. And I wasn't necessarily, like, looking for anything serious, but, like, I wasn't looking for just a hookup. And we ended up, (laughs) I shouldn't say we ended up talking all night. We haven't stopped talking. Like, we literally just have not stopped since that day. And what's crazy is the next day, so this happened, I messaged him on, like, a Saturday. And then that Sunday, I was like, here's my Snapchat if you want to add me. And he's like, here's mine. And I was just like are you not going to add me? So I added him. Then I was like, you know what? Here's my phone number. I never give my phone number out to the fucking people on the internet. And he's like, okay, here's my phone number. And I was like, is this motherfucker really not going to text me? And guess who texted first? I did. I did. Why? Because I don't know. I don't know. There was just something about him that I was like, I want to get to know him. I, I want to, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to get to know who he was and maybe see if things could, I don't even know. Anyways, we talked all week long. When I tell you we have so much in common, it's people probably think that we're crazy because of how much we have in common. It's it's crazy to the both of us. I mean, at this point, if someone says something and we're like same, we're like, oh, I kind of figured because it's just wild how similar we are. But we finally decided that we were going to meet and go out to dinner. And I shit you not, we were matching. But this isn't, that's not it that's not it. I've gone on a couple of first dates um, with people who were potential boyfriends, kind of, and actual boyfriends, and not one of them. One, got me flowers or candy, and two, opened the car door for me. And when I tell you, oh my gosh, I literally... First of all, on the way to this date, I saw the numbers 111 and 123, which both mean that you are on the right track. No pun intended. And then I was like, okay, universe, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, Anna Sun by Walk the Moon should come on. And I shit you not, two songs later, what was playing? Anna Sun by Walk the Moon. Not only that, no. When I got into the, this is funny, I can't, I feel stupid for calling him a nickname, but the Egyptian's car. 
one thing by Kevin Gates was playing, and anyone who truly knows me knows that that is my guilty pleasure song. So on top of those two things, he got me flowers that were my favorite color, and he got me M&Ms that were my favorite kind of M&Ms. Hello? And he opened the car door for me. Not only that, but this first date was so magical that to the outside, it probably seems like boring, but to both of us, like the only way that we can describe it is magical. We went to dinner, we talked, we had great conversation, we went back, we watched the Jeffrey Dahmer series, which I know, like I told my mom and she's like, Kayla, is this person like gonna kill you? And I'm like, no, I just, we were both watching it simultaneously and then we decided to watch it together. And then when we kissed, there was this feeling in both of our chests that's like so unexplainable, but like so magical at the same time. At the end of the night, we were sitting and looking at the stars and then... He actually opened my car door for me and has every single time I'm leaving. He does not let me touch my car door. And sometimes like I'll be standing there waiting for him to open it. And like we laugh because it's so cute. Anyways, if there's one person that fulfills my love languages, it's the Egyptian. And I kind of asked him if he wanted to come on this podcast and he said yes. So maybe, maybe he will soon. But... I am, like, entirely grateful for the universe kind of blessing us with one another. And I want to, man, I want to go more in depth about this, but I don't want this episode to turn into, like, a cute little relationship episode because that would be stupid. So, maybe if he comes on here, I'll ask him questions and see how he feels Guys, he's so hot. Like, I literally just can't. Like, his personality, his his mentality, his body. Oh, God. His body. Mm, he's hot. My mom, my grandma even said that he was hot. When I said, oh, I kind of want to bring him up on my podcast, but I need a nickname for him. My grandma says his nickname should be Hot Stuff. My grandma does not call anybody hot. She says, oh, they're kind of good looking. No, she doesn't call anyone hot, but she called the Egyptian hot. All my friends think he's hot, too. The ones that have seen him. Ashton was like, bitch, you finally got the man that you fucking deserve, period. Ashton has been there through thick and thin, through my boyfriends, through my situationships. And yeah, let's just say that the guys that I dated, I <laughs> I let them break my heart. And for what? For why? Why did I let them break my heart? That's so silly of me. Moral of this whole example is never settle for anything less of what you deserve. This year has been so eye-opening in that kind of field. I feel like I've always settled for things, jobs, friendships, relationships, people and things that truly never deserved to have me. But because I thought I deserved what they were giving, that's why they were placed in my life. And when I finally learned the lesson of, bitch, you got to know your fucking worth or you're going to keep getting the same shit over and over and over again. That's when things really started to present themselves or show up in my life. By that, I mean, I no longer settle for those half-ass friendships. I have a tight circle that consists of like three or four people that I talk to every single day. I have a job that pays me what I am worth. And I have a man in my life who treats me like I am God's greatest gift. So ladies, gentlemen, whoever listens to this podcast, (laughs) 
I shit you not, when you realize what you're worth and what you deserve, your life will take that shift and turn for the better. And it is just so beautiful. I feel very abundant in multiple places in my life and I cannot wait to continue into 2023. I I don't know. I'm just so fucking grateful. I, I don't know what else to say. The universe is always on your side. That's another thing that I learned this year is that people are going to continuously mess up and that's just the universe trying to make you realize that they're not meant to be in your life anymore. They were a stepping stone. They were that next step so that you can step into the next version of yourself, which is a powerful motherfucker, period. (laughs) I feel like I'm so tired and I'm recording this, but I don't care. The universe is always on your side. You always receive the vibration that you give off, which I feel like I talked in the last episode a little bit about that. And by that, I mean, if you are just kind of like moaning and groaning, groaning, growing, groaning, (laughs) that's kind of the vibe that the universe is getting from you. And they're going to give you people in your life and jobs in your life that kind of fit that same filter factor. whatever but if you are vibrating at this frequency of self-love and just growth and healing the universe is going to provide that back to you and when you finally realize what you're worth and what you deserve things will shift in your favor the universe is always on your side and everything that is meant for you is yours already and it will never pass you by you are always on time for your life and i want you to remember that going into this new year there's no rush. You don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. You are always on time for your own life. And with that, I'm very grateful that you are here. I love you. Thank you for being here. And yeah, if I don't get that episode of what I'm doing in 2023, how I'm going to shape my goals or how I'm going to work through them or however the heck you want to word that, Um, I will talk to you next year, but if not, I will talk to you in a few days. Okay, bye besties!